politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Adam? Bo? I got another phone call from the Connecticut Police Benevolence Society group. And I'm convinced it's not them. I know it's not them because every time I kind of yell at them, they hang up and they don't threaten me with arrest. I keep getting me. these scam calls. It's not you. It was it's me. A scam. It's not. It's not. Travis, how are they spoofing? I don't get it because I actually don't know how to spoof it. Like to have it show up that I'm not Bo, uh, but the um, but Wendy's. Right. How do, you do, <laughs> how do you how do you do that? Hi, I'm Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas. Um, there are a lot of services online that you can use. There's one called a spoof card, for instance, that you can just use. It'll help you uh, set up a phone number from anything to change your caller ID, and then you're off to the races. So, Adam, once again, we are helping the criminals of the world crime. I am going to go get spoof thing right away. Is it as easy to set up a spoof phone number as it is to set up a spoof email? Pretty much. Usually it requires a uh, having to set up a little bit of a payment ahead of time. But outside of that, in terms of the actual time commitment, it's roughly equivalent. How much does something like this cost to do since we're giving advice to criminals about how like to set this? Like five bucks a month, maybe. Yeah. It's it's not that difficult to do, unfortunately. So Okay. Well, good to know. Thanks, Travis, for making another part of my innocence <laughs> not so innocent. <laughs> All right, so the moral of the story is don't answer the phone if you have no idea where it's coming from. Well, no. Actually, the moral of the story is don't answer the phone if you do know where it's coming from. This is actually in my favor, Adam. Now I have an excuse for not answering the phone ever. Like, oh, it's Travis. It's not really Travis. I'm not answering. <laughs> this is Wendy. <laughs> Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber jurist. I'm Bo, Cyber Sibilant. I'm Travis, Cyber Rusty the Bailiff. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy in the uh, People's Court. Oh. And today we hear from one of our listeners, Scott Munn, about his experience with an unexpected and ominous phone call. So, Scott, what brings you to us today? I wanted to share an experience I had uh, when I was leaving work one day that I thought would be valuable to your listeners. I was leaving work and a number popped up. It was a Virginia number. So I answered it. And when I did, it was the local law enforcement, Loudoun County Sheriff's Department. And when he said that, my first thought was, my wife's been in an accident. So I'm like, is everything okay? And 
He said, I want to let you know that there is a warrant for your arrest out. And I'm like, what? That's unnerving. Yes. Now let's dive into what happened. You said you got a phone call from an unknown number, but recognize it as a Virginia area code. So I'm guessing you live in Virginia. Yes, I do. Loudoun County, Virginia. You, you've had two actual of your previous guests were actually where, I'm, where I live now, Leesburg, Virginia. No kidding. Does that mean that Loudoun County, Virginia is filled with scammers? It's Well, you know, I, I, I will put it this way. It is known as the richest county in the country. So do with that what you will. So in wow. other words, Loudoun County is targeted by scammers. I, I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to have to get down there soon. All right. So Scott, since you live in the unofficial scam capital of the world. <laughs> I thought that was New York, but. I, it's a whole Lagos. different story. <laughs> what happened next? I was leaving work and a number popped up on it. And I thought, well, we've had a bunch of new people come in and I haven't, you know, don't have their numbers in my phone. And it was really right after I left. And I thought maybe he said there was a problem with in the building. Can you come back? That kind of thing. So I answered it, which, you know, and when I did, it was somebody representing themselves to be from the local uh, law enforcement, Loudoun County Sheriff's Department. He said, I want to let you know that there is a warrant for your arrest out. So I'm getting this as I'm driving. I said, warrant for my arrest? For what? You missed jury duty on, you know, whatever's whatever day it was and I'm like so I can get arrested for missing jury duty that's not what I'm saying if you should encounter law enforcement you could be arrested there's a warrant there's a warrant but they're not coming to look for me if I get pulled over for a traffic ticket or something then then I could get arrested is how I interpreted that but I'm still got this kind of like hinky feeling like hmm okay and he says to me what do you live at your house address and i said yes i do but i'm like okay you know that that information can be found on public public record so i was mm -hmm. like yes i do yeah yeah and he said well or was delivered to your house on november 1st november 1st is going off in my head and i'm like november 1st november 1st it dawned on me oh november 1st i'm the halloween guy i'm the guy in your neighborhood that you know just goes all out and everything and so I take the 31st off to finish off all the decorations. And then on November 1st, I take that day off to take everything down. That was there all day. Now, hold on. Hold on. I got to ask, what kind of Halloween decorations are we talking about here, Scott? It, it, it's over the top with, you know, I have, uh, I actually got all these mannequins in an auction where you dress them up and I've got Freddy Krueger and Jason and set up a whole cemetery thing there's you don't have like a, a skeletor santa claus on a sleigh on the roof with skeleton reindeer and stuff no my wife would let me do that <laughs> but you would oh yeah absolutely <laughs> okay so, okay now when i walk on your property am i about to be subject to a jump scare so i, I live on a corner in a subdivision okay so what i one of the other things i do is i kind of chain off the entire yard you know, I put lighting around and everything so people don't run into it and everything like that. Because unfortunately, kids get excited and it's Halloween and everything like that. But what they like to do is they like to run through the grass. And, you know, you have all this on the grass and you've got tons of extension cord going there. We're running power to get all this stuff working. They have a tendency to trip on them. 
So when you walk on my property, you're going to walk up through the driveway, which is it's by design controlled to keep kind of everybody funneling in to get candy and funneling back out after they've got their candy. Because I don't want people walking around and getting hurt or damaging everything that has been set up. One thing I've always kind of wondered about is, uh, did you like start to escalate that year after year? Did you just kind of like start one Halloween? Like I'm going all out. It was absolutely an escalating thing because I made a lot of my own stuff. You started with Freddy and you built up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot made my own, uh, headstones, graveyard markers and all of that. And yeah, it just kept growing and growing and growing. Now you sound very organized. And so, you know, with the traffic flow on your driveway, you know, so it doesn't seem like you, you're exactly the guy who would get scammed. Um, so this guy says that they, they served you yes. around Halloween. He, he used the expression legal intern. And I was like, what is that? Well, Adam, you were telling me earlier about how people, was it Amex? I don't know. We used to like scam the way people got served was also kind of a little scammy back in the day. No, they call it sewer service, which is a number of people. <laughs> in credit card arbitrations and in, and litigations would be told that they were served. And the way they were served is the guy driving through their community would just simply take the papers and throw them in a ditch. But I don't think that's what happened to you. You were thinking they never even showed up to serve you. I was there all day. Okay. You, you weren't served at all. Am I right, Scott? I was not. No, I was not served at all. How do you know? How do you know you weren't served? I was here <laughs> all day. I was taking all the Halloween decorations down and packing them up. That, that's a, no small undertaking. Well, is it possible you took time out for a restroom break and you might well, not have heard the doorbell? Well, funny you should say that. However, my wife works from home. So between you and your wife, one of you would have heard the doorbell or a knock. When did the call come now? How many days after November 1st did the call come? So I discovered you guys, what was I want to say, was the beginning part of this year? So it happened, I want to say, probably like three weeks before I found your podcast. So uh, let's say January, February timeframe. If you had only listened to the show a few weeks before the phone call. <laughs> but okay, you're on the phone with a guy who says he's with the sheriff's department, but things aren't adding up. When did you realize what actually happened? He starts talking to me about this. Well, there's a way to clear this up. And I'm like, okay. He says, you can meet with a judge and explain to them why you missed this and uh we can do it have you ever heard of zoom <laughs> i have yeah he goes well you put 200 now and I, as soon as that number went up i thought of my kids because they're like he's done they hit me like they were there they were like he's done dad'll drive two hours out of his way to verify with the sheriff's department that <laughs> he's not because he's not paying the 200 bucks he wanted me to sell him the money wow we got two scams in one almost yeah exactly So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 
90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com Okay, so you're on the phone with a guy you're almost positive is a fake law enforcement officer. And he just asked you to sell the court a $200 deposit and schedule a Zoom call with a judge to convince them why you missed jury duty. Yeah, and then he's it's like, do you want to set that up right now? And I said, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. So then did, did he say the did he say the the zoom and the zell or did he just say zoom and zell? Well, it was zoom real like zoom like that, and no, he zoom. and zell. You know, it just seemed like it was a little bit over the top. Well, what he was talking to you was he trying to like rush you through the process? That's one thing that we've come across uh, pretty consistently with scammers that they're like, this needs to be done like right now. Or was he a little bit more um, laid back about it? I, I didn't feel rushed, but also I was where I was driving at this. I guess it worked in my favor because the cell coverage was a tad spotty, so it mm. would drop in and out. You know, I was like, can you repeat that again? It sounds to me like we're kindred spirits. You're here today because you didn't leave right away. Did you go along with it just to kind of morbidly see where it was going? I did. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see what this guy, I wanted to see if my, my gut instinct was correct. But I, when he started, I'm like, this is a scam. Let's, let's, see, right, let's so, see where this so goes. So how did you, so you thought to yourself, this is a scam. Yeah. Let's see how depraved he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because once I found, once he found out, he told me I, there was a word for my arrest and my wife was fine. I'm like, all bets are off the table. And so what happened after that? I mean. He hung up. He just kind of, oh. he just like disconnected. So I called my wife and she happened to be getting her nails done. And I said, so I'm going to go to the sheriff's department just in case there's something out there, you know? And. She was getting her nails done and she's talking and, I, and she got off the phone with me and the woman sitting, I, I don't want to say like next to where she was getting her nails done, overheard the conversation. And she said, um, I didn't mean to overhear your conversation. She goes, but I actually work or worked for the office where they do jury selection. Have your husband call these people to verify. So small world, right? My wife calls me and said, she gave me the information. And I was like, wow, okay. So I called that office in Loudoun County and I thought, man, it's late in the day. There's probably nobody there. Somebody answered the phone. She said, oh, please, please tell me you didn't give any money. I said, no, I, I, I didn't give him any money. And 
She's like, okay. And then she began to explain to me that I was not the first person to call about this scam. Well, but think about how coincidence worked in your favor. It really did. A, you were supposedly served on November 1st when both you and your wife were at home all day and neither of you heard nor saw anyone anywhere near your house because nobody was. B, your wife just happened to be getting her nails done next to a woman who overheard your conversation and said, wait, wait, I actually worked for the office where folks are responsible for jury duty notices and here's the right contact information. C, you called them late in the day and to your surprise, someone answered the phone who confirmed your suspicions. You just weren't convinced and all of these things work together. Most people don't like jury duty. I mean, it's not, I, I get it. Like I saw the Bill Moyers video when I did it and it made me feel like, yeah, it's pretty cool to be an American, isn't it? But I didn't want to be there. And I, I had other stuff to do. And if somebody called me up, I'll tell you another scam if you're listening out there for ideas, scammers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just say that you for a hundred bucks, I don't have to do it. I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I ended up on two juries and I would have happily paid a hundred dollars to get out of those. So I got to tell you something, Scott, I made a couple phone calls. Um, when, uh, I heard about your story, I called the national center for state courts and I called the Connecticut courts. I'm from Connecticut just to see what they do. And what I was hoping I would hear is that they, they operate like the IRS, i.e. they'll never call. They'll only send you a letter. And the closest I got to an answer was from the National Center for State Courts. And and because they're actually active trying to get these jury duty scams to stop, um, is that they she didn't think that the states will call. But the problem is, and this is what she and I discussed, is that you know, states vary and you never know what what's going on. And 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 you know, you're you might live in a state where they do call and say, hey, you missed jury duty, you got to reschedule. But they're not going to say, Hey, you missed jury duty. You're going to jail. Let's give me 50 bucks. But I was impressed by the scam. I thought that made some sense that the scammer had said, now, let me see if I got this right. He said, you're going to have to do this Zoom call and essentially pay bail. You're going to have to post some sort of bond that says, I'm, I'm guilty. So here's the 200 bucks, judge. And then when you go on the Zoom, they'll refund the 200. It's just to get you to show up. Pretty much. You can tell. It was put together by a criminal because a criminal and a criminal with experience of posting bond. But the point is, whoever did it had been arrested before and had to post bail. Hmm. And they, they structured this like posting bail. So if you are listening and you get someone who calls you and they, they structure it in a way where it's like, hmm, this seems like I'm a criminal. They may be doing that because they're a criminal. <laughs> but now, if they had listened to our show, they may no longer be doing it because you've given them a clue as to how they might be giving themselves away. Oh, my God. Have I become a coach? I've become a coach. That's it. I That's have become it. a coach. A jury scam coach. Yep. <laughs> Listen, if you want, and, and if you're listening and you want tips on how to improve your scams, just sell me $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> So you gotta ask for more money. If they're really committed, they'll send you the money, right? The good news is you figured out it was a scam. 
Let's look at a few of the ways you might have or other people might be tricked. So first of okay, all, okay. did the caller ID say anything? It just said it was from Manassas, Virginia. Didn't, it did not, didn't say, like normally when you get a call from somebody that's official, normally I'll populate on your phone with saying, you know, Loudoun County Public Schools or Loudoun County, whatever, you know, it, it didn't say did that either. Did not say that. No. No. It didn't, nope. But we also know that these guys are generally pretty good at spoofing. And he, he threatened you, right? He, he said, basically, a warrant's been issued for your arrest and somebody could be coming to get you, right? He was making a point of it, of that. He kept saying that if I came in contact with law enforcement, I could be arrested. This is exactly, okay, we have point number two of a person who's a criminal thinking like a criminal. So this guy had warrants out on him or gal or whatever, had, had warrants out. And so this is a regular experience they've had. If I happen to get pulled over, I'm going to get arrested because there's a warrant. So again, here's a criminal thinking like a criminal. And it was just strange to me that he just kept emphasizing that point when I say, so I'm going to get arrested. What a numb. So th this guy's trying to put the squeeze on you, right? Even though it could have been a gentle squeeze, he's trying to put the squeeze on you. Mm -hmm. Did the payment demand come right away? I, 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 literally, I'm like, so I, I have to go over this again. You're telling me that because I missed jury duty, I could get arrested. And this, we went back and forth on this a couple of times. I'm like, this just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So then, then it's like, well, you can clear the, you know, here's, here's the light at the end of the tunnel. You can clear this up. Oh, thank you know? God. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what <laughs> oh, do I need to do? God. You know, I was really, this like, that was my real question was like, oh, please save my life here. Yeah. What do you got? You know, it's like you're driving down the street and the guy and the, they pull you over and you go, so officer, you know. But a hundred dollars toward your favorite charity help me out here. It's like you're under arrest, boy. Oh, so, no, Adam, <laughs> bad Adam. <laughs> it needed to be five hundred, and then it all goes away. <laughs> five thousand. All right. So and speaking of money, we know that government agencies don't accept payments over Zell. No, it's probably not. <laughs> no, it, it goes directly from your bank account into someone else's uh, account. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but now, did the guy ask? for anything like your social security number or credit card number or i don't know what your password to your bank account was no he didn't ask for any of that <laughs> because that's another thing these scammers do they try to get your money maybe a quick score through zelle but they're always looking for ways to make it an even bigger score by stealing your identity no i, I didn't open that door and just said no but a threat was made a threat for sure a kind of threat yeah a weird sideways a semi-threat yeah. all right yeah, I yeah, say yeah. soft for it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rope's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash 
Adam, sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Well, I am very happy about the fact that you did not get scammed. I didn't think it was necessary for you to point out that you had not been a listener to our show for very long when you evaded the scam. That didn't seem like necessary information. Actually, I found out about you all from uh, another show. They mentioned you should check this show out. And I was like, oh, I'll go over. And then I was like, oh, great. So let's just be a lesson. If you listen to our show, you can hopefully avoid similar scams. This, this, has, this has been a lesson in humility to hear that our show did not help Scott Munn one bit. <laughs> We, we let's say we we, we clarified things for Scott after the fact. But Scott has this has been actually really nice to hear because it, it it doesn't shock me given just the one thing I know about you or the two things I know about you. You work for the government, which doesn't necessarily mean you're competent. But your Halloween stuff that did it does. <laughs> well, I mean, I think to a certain extent too. One of the things that stands out here is that you didn't have any real reason to think that you were in trouble with the law. And so that's why the scam didn't work. I think there are a lot of different reasons why uh, someone would be uh, driven into a panic if they were to get that phone call. If they happen to, uh, say, owe some money in taxes, if they were to actually have any kind of warrant out for their arrest, uh, if they um, had a uncertain immigration status and the like, those are... Yeah, 100%. That, yeah, that's the sort of thing that would actually get them to say like, oh no, please take this money. Or, or <laughs> yes, please, please scam me. Yep. If it's not a scam, uh, yep. good. If it's a scam, uh, oh, oh well. No, right. but many, many, many senior citizens, which I must point out, I am one. Many senior citizens would get a call like this and be terrified. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's very true. But I think you also nailed it with how, say, you you move to a different state. And yeah. maybe in the state you move from, they do arrest you for missing jury duty. So that could be to them legitimate. Like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know. You know, they, I get scared where some states don't arrest. And remember also that in a lot of states, it's done by the county. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily mean that every county does the same thing in a state. So you have. Different states, different rules, different counties, different rules. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like we have, there's no Bryansk region here. We're not Russia. I don't think that, screw you, Putin, if you don't like it. Anyway, so we don't live in a country where I think people get arrested for that stuff, at least not right away. Although there was that time I did uh, serve on a grand jury and was, uh, yeah, I think almost arrested. Did you serve on it or did they ask you to serve on it? No, I was on it, and then I said something they thought was lamentable, and so they lamented, uh, and then their form of lamentation was a threat to throw me in jail. Well, grand, so. grand jury is a whole different ball of wax from... Oh, All I said was, what? that prosecutor seems to have it out for that homeless man who probably didn't do anything, she's just showing off, and I'm going to say not guilty about everyone today. That's all I said. Bo Friedlander, voice of the people. Jury nullification is a thing. <laughs> In other words, I just would like everyone to know who's listening. That is contempt of court, and you shouldn't say it if you're on jury duty. <laughs> well, one of the other things that we're talking about, too, is that if you live in Northern Virginia, as we said, there is a bit of a cultural disconnect there. Uh, so when I was living in Northern Virginia, 
if I happened to get a call from someone who was uh, sending like a boss hog or something like that, I would probably be <laughs> a lot more likely to panic. <laughs> it's like, this is one of them nuke boys. You're, yeah, there, there's a warrant out for your arrest. Yeah. I would probably have been sweating oh a few. I was there, Travis, I was driving down to DC. I hadn't even made it to Virginia yet. I was in Maryland, the county right before, and I my car broke down. And the guy who picked me up had a mullet, like a real mullet, mm-hmm. like the mullet of all mullets. This is the front party in the back. Yep. It wasn't even it was like a small like firework in front and a gigantic party behind. And uh and he got out of the car and I literally was like, I guess this might be legit, but I'm still also quite sure he's gonna kill me. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean, I get it with that. That that's that just that regionalism can panic you, and 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 especially, uh, f- I I think it's it's sad that we're still fighting the civil war. But especially if you're from the north and you're in the south and you're like, oh, I'm dead now. I mean, we all have seen my cousin Vinny. Now, can you correct us on our regionalism, Scott? Tell us that we're being regionalist and horrible elitist northerners. You know, when I go south, I'm I'm mm-hmm. called a Yankee all the time, and I've lived in Virginia all of my adult life. Because if you talk to people in the South, they'll say, well, Virginia's not the South. I'm like, wait, wait, if, right. if you're really going to divide that, check me on this one. Maybe I'm wrong, but I wanna was, hear, I wanna wasn't hear. Richmond the capital of the Confederacy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not, but it is true. And I have experienced this too. Like when I've been to Mississippi, Alabama, even parts of Georgia, but not all of Georgia, the Panhandle of Florida, but not Southern Florida. There's places that are the South and there's places that aren't the South. And even in like the panhandle, they'll be like, yeah, but Miami's not the South. Yes. I've heard that too. What is the expression in Florida is the more you go North, the more you go South. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So no, I get that. And, but it is sort of like, I don't know, visions of like, uh, Mississippi is burning or something where I'm just like, no, 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 I don't fit. I, I am central casting for the kind of people they don't well, like. First of all, Bo looks, <laughs> Bo looks like Moses. So they're sitting there going, how did the Red Sea I end don't. up here? Moses is not this hip. What the hell? <laughs> anyway. But anyway, listen. The good news, Scott, is that you erred on the side of caution, which unfortunately a lot of people and don't. Frugality. And frugality. And frugality. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anytime people get a phone call where there's a demand or they're asking for personal information, money, any of that stuff, and a threat, it's just hang up. It's a scam. It's just, just yeah. not what people do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, the, the, my only regret too was that I just, I answered the phone because I do live by that rule of if I don't recognize it, they'll leave a voicemail. And this was your cell phone, right? This was not your Correct. office phone. My, no, it was my personal phone. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that's a, that. listen, that's a good rule of thumb. If it's important, they'll leave a message. And unfortunately, yeah. we find that some people leave messages telling people to call back and press this number that's a scam too. So you you have to be careful. And the other thing, Adam, is if you are going to, if you're getting arrested, they're going to write to you a few times. It's not like nobody ever on this kind of thing, you get slow arrested. You get really slow arrested. And so if you miss jury duty, go ahead and miss it. You know what? You're just going to get a letter saying you missed it, you palooka, and sign, and you got to do it again. You got to do it. There's no getting out of it. Well, speaking of that too, I do think one of the other things that sounds like a red flag is that 200 bucks is kind of in the sweet spot for a scan. Well, that's something for yeah. a lot of folks. Yeah. That's not going to be financially ruinous, but that sounds like it's also j- believable just as yeah. a fine. 
sure. believable. And this guy, like with his little war, outstanding warrants and all the things that like informed his little imaginative journey on how to con somebody, that's about what he probably owed is 200 bucks. Now it's 700 bucks because he's a, he's a, you know, a degenerate, but. <laughs> but that's like five minutes out of the day for a scammer. And what you're trying to pay that 200 bucks for is maybe hours and hours and hours and hours of uh, hassles later on. So. Anyway, Scott, you're a stallion. Thank you for sharing your story. And hopefully people who are listening will say, I'm not going to fall for that. Thank you. So this was a blast. This was a blast. I appreciate you guys having me. Sure. And thanks for reaching out. Absolutely. All right, guys, it's time for our tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway to keep you safe online. So, Bo, what do you got for me this uh, week? Oh, you know, same old, same old. I got a phishing email recently. This is news? No, it's not. I mean, it was kind of quaint, actually. How so? Well, the sender was from Azerbaijan. Aw. And it was broken English, so there's no AI. Oh, buddy, it's kind of like seeing a horse in a buggy on the interstate. Yeah, yeah. Outside of nostalgia, my friends, what's the takeaway here? Well, I guess it just brings to mind that phishing emails have gotten a lot more sophisticated in the last few years. Which means that folks have to be a heck of a lot more suspicious about what pops up in their inbox. Definitely. I mean, back in the day, the two biggest red flags for phishing emails were that they were from a weird email address. Azerbaijan? I don't even know her. Uh, yeah, uh, no offense to the people of Azerbaijan, but I tend not to get legitimate emails from that region. Um, and number two, that they were written by people that weren't native English speakers. Well, but they've gotten, so that's the thing, is that spam and phishing emails, it's all much more savvy these days. Chat GPT has definitely helped bridge the language gap. Totally. And phishers are more commonly sending emails, especially like phony invoices from legitimate services and websites. PayPal, Outlook, but also, you know, Zelle and uh, yeah, Venmo. I mean, it can be anywhere, no? Yeah, like Harvest, Geek Squad. Even McAfee and Norton. I get a lot of those. And the tricky thing is that these emails from major companies are unlikely to get flagged uh, by spam filters or firewalls. So what is a consumer to do? Well, just don't read your email. That's what I do. Well, listen, <laughs> if you're not expecting an email, you know, or you happen to open one and it's an invoice, mm -hmm. just, just ignore it. Because you know what? They're, if, if, it's, if it happened to be real, which it never is going to be, they'll ask again. <laughs> and, and, and charge and, you uh, interest. And True. no, but if you get on a scammer's radar, you're also going to get this email quite a bit. So just, just treat it like it's radioactive. Yeah, and even if an email claiming to come from a business looks super convincing, just take a couple of extra seconds to look up a phone number rather than calling whatever number is on the email message itself. And wait for it. To avoid remorse, go to the source. Hmm, I haven't heard that before. All right. Oh, well, that's our tinfoil swan. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media, produced by Andrew Stephen and Travis Taylor. Our executive producers are Bo Friedlander and Adam Levin. That's me. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin. Come back next week. And rate and review. It really helps people find the show. 